Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about rebooting a retro artifact with a giant budget are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, military industrial complex? We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex. Hey, you just said those words. That, of course, a clip from JFK. Oh, in real life. (laughs) (laughs) So I got a little confused about what the joke was because I got to tell you, I thought the joke was that the movie guys are getting rebooted. That's what I was wondering. That's true, yeah. That's what I thought it meant. Well, a lot of people are talking about Power Rangers being rebooted, Mm. but I like your school of thought. Thank you. That's exactly where I went, Karen. That's exactly where I went. Reboot yeah. to the head. Except, except for then I saw it, I saw the words uh, giant budget. Yeah. And I was like, that can't be us. And I, and I saw the words retro artifact. I said, oh, that is us. Well, that is, yeah, yeah. that's a good call. Normally aligning myself with the word artifact. Yeah, I'll jump on board with that right away. Uh, Indiana Jones was all about artifacts. Thank you, Stoney. But he himself was not one. Oh, uh, until is. the last one. Did yeah. you see the last one? <laughs> and that is a new one. 2019. Good yes, oh, no. boy. I am it's, it's, not the, it's not the age, it's the mileage. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Especially Showcast, now. everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys Network. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs> this is where movies and comedy collide, happening every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. This is a brand new show, and these brand new shows are offered up every week absolutely free. Paul, you know, actually, I have uh, the money for today's show and literally every other show we're going to do hereafter from now on what? for this, uh, for this particular second. program. For the showcast? For the showcast. Did you get a Groupon? I've got, yeah, I, I've been saving up, <laughs> I, and I'm ready to pay for the showcast every time we do another showcast. Man, I feel like I'm missing out on a few uh, dollars there oh, okay. because Why? the show is free. Oh. <laughs> and it's going to be the last showcast. Oh, well, you know. Sometimes you win, sometimes Wait, you lose. There are yeah. two more coming up. They're they're Let's best, the best of. of. Mail me a check. Okay. <laughs> well, stop by and drop off money. Uh, the point is, we're out there, so just search Google, Yahoo, or Bing, Bing, and we come right up. Settle in and enjoy as we take you through the upcoming weekend and new movie releases. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast in all the land, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Movies are not about the details; they're about the big picture. <laughs> Adam Witt. is this your homework, Larry? And Karen Volpe. <laughs> Paul, I don't think you're crazy. This, as we've referenced, is our final episode in this format. So we're uh, wrapping up the podcast version of the show. And we're turning crazy strong in April with a full production half-hour comedy show. So look for that on YouTube and iTunes and any and everywhere else we can put it. I said last week it was an all-video show. And then someone said, so no audio? So no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to combine both. That would be so it's experimental. Like, wait, wait, both? Yes. <laughs> it won't just be a camera pointing at us doing the show. Yeah. It'll be a fully produced It's going to be, for example, we pitch it as the daily show for movies. Yeah, Only or, we're doing it once a week. Or movie soup. A movie soup. <laughs> a movie soup. So we have the TV behind oh, us go. already to show clips. So oh. when you hear a sound bite tonight, imagine... That you would see the clip video. Very exciting. <laughs> May accompany such a thing upon your exciting. imaginary forces work. Yeah, uh, you're not going to want to miss it. I'm kind of a big deal. 
<laughs> so for our last show, we've brought back a longtime friend of the movie, guys. He's appeared in our original video shorts, our we, live show. Paul, we brought back a retro artifact, We brought everybody. back an artifact. <laughs> it's not so much the uh, age, it's the mileage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, he's been a guest of the Showcast multiple times. He's appeared on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, as well as films like World Trade Center and All the Way. Stony Westmoreland Yay! is with us. He played a cop in every one of them. Let me just say hello to the studio audience. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Please can remain I just, seated. Can I just clarify something? Am I, have I been on the show more than anyone else? That I need to find out. I'm pretty you sure could, that's true, You could though. just lie to me. Uh, yes. You no one's going to fucking check you, Paul. <laughs> yes. Ron Babcock has not been on as many times as you. <laughs> that's true. He was three, I think. I think you've been on more than I have, so this is very exciting. Uh, not quite as many as you. Yeah. Let's talk about this for a second, though, Stoney. Wait, what happened? Uh-oh. I'm standing. That's me. You this is from so the Andy Mack Show. Andy Mack? Where is he Stoney, a Mac since we last left him, got the movie guy's bump, and he has uh, made got, he's got himself a fine let's role give, in this new Disney Channel film. Let's give Bart a little love on that. He is the Mac Daddy you are in the this Mac show. Daddy, right? Oh, I am the Mac Daddy. You play Very the nice. father in Andy And my Mac. last name is Mac. Yeah. Mac Daddy. Dude, my, steal my, it. My, take my, it. My first name is Ham. Yeah, as, as if you guys wouldn't be able to think. Yeah, of Mac. course it is. It is. That is. So wait a minute. Now you uh, Your religious name. This is a this is coming out April seventh, right? So it's not out yet. Uh, the first two episodes you can see as of tonight or as of a couple of days ago on oh. YouTube. I did see that. Yes, yes. you but can watch the, the first two episodes. But the other eleven, I mean, it starts premieres on the Disney Channel on April seventh. Are you the title character? Is I am. I am not the title. Oh, character. Okay. The little girl. It's a kid show. Okay. For God's sakes, it's a kid show. I just, so you're not I'm, Andy Mack. I'm an ancillary character. Yes. I barely show Again, up. Again, not the, the age, the mileage, though. That's yeah. right. I should have referenced you know, Andy is with an I, and ah. it's not the years, it's the mileage. I'm a movie guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay, so think of it this way. Everybody knows when you're a kid that your dad's an ancillary character. That's yes. what he is. Yes, I merely am a frame for what's going on inside the picture. Gotcha. Yeah, my dad just wanders through the living room every once in a while when I'm eight. I'm like, who's the, oh, it's dad, okay. I see him in the morning. He's a guest star in your life. Sometimes, sometimes he comes into my room, yells at me, and then I don't see him for a week. That's yeah, right. that's right. Exactly. But you barely shows up at dinner. And you're married to Lauren Tom. Am yeah, I correct. The yeah, great yeah. Uh, voice from Futurama, and of oh, course, yeah. among oh. many other things. And also from, I mean, Joy Luck Club. Yeah. She Joy Club, and she was the she was Ross's uh, girlfriend on Friends for a full year. Oh, oh. that's great. The Asian one. That's how you could tell there which one go. she was. <laughs> Does Mac Daddy get to Mac with her? Uh, we've kissed. Nice. It's a kid's and show. And then the camera oh. did. Then, then the camera turned on. <laughs> uh, no. No. We almost got caught. <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> then the lights. Uh, I believe we had a kiss that didn't make it into a cut. Actually. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, that they they thought it might be. I mean, I like to kiss when I kiss, sure. and maybe it got a little too racy. <laughs> it's because oh. of you. They it's got it. Well, it's because it's. I like to kiss. You put your tongue in her mouth. Yeah, I'm just saying. Son of a gun. You know, mm. I, I God, I just got to watch every. Yes, I'm going to stop there. Yes, yes. <laughs> we had Blaine Weaver. Huh? We had Blaine Weaver on the show a couple oh, of weeks ago. Who yes. Explained George Clooney. Explained to him on the set of ER how to kiss. So go back listen. To oh, that. I have to listen Tell to that. To I haven't. Do. I don't know. Yeah, it's the tipping of the head. It's the bringing him in. I like all that. He's I'm a filmmaker. Who, oh, nice. Yeah. I like. I like George Clooney. Hello. <laughs> and uh, as if that weren't enough guest for you, Adam hinted that we'll be joined the second half of the show by an actress and comedian who also is an established improv teacher and coach who is behind the new web series Trixie Space Cop and her space <laughs> villain boyfriend, Amy Seeley. <laughs> Amy Seeley will be here. I must say Amy Seeley. Amy, Amy Silly is, silly. is not too silly. bad. I think she is silly. <laughs> yes. Just shout things from, from the peanut gallery if you need to. Yeah, please. 
That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Oh, there it is. But first up, up our signature show staple. Movie previews. We're going out on a trio of films that still say March is summer as more summer movie-looking films get a March release. First, the Power Rangers are back. Also, they never left. It's <laughs> Sabin's Power Rangers. Plus, Chips. The TV series Chips premiered in 1977, so what better way to celebrate the show's 30th anniversary than by making a film that looks almost nothing like it. And later in the show... The mission's primary goal has been achieved. We're looking at a large single cell. Biological. Scary. I'd hate to jump the gun, but I think it's time. We're looking at the first proof of life beyond Earth. I don't think that Sting is in the actual movie. If that, that guy, trailer were, if that guy were describing Girl Scout cookies, I would not eat them. Like that, is so <laughs> yeah. frightening. Yeah. Like you already know, life that's not from Earth is going to be dangerous. By the way, that guy described. But that's coming up uh, later in the show, and also uh, I should mention. Though we're not coming back until the week of April 10th with the brand new show, there are two weeks in between where we'll put out best ofs. So we never put out a best of for 2016, so we'll have the best of guests, and then we'll have the best of uh, jokes and bits. Is this where Pat Peach goes and makes sure he's on best of guests? <laughs> Pat Peach goes on every show and makes sure he's represented in some form. So we will do that as ever. Uh, that's awesome. my, my good friend Pat Peach. Indeed. That, that was the time you were here. I was you here, were here with, with yes. Mark. Yeah, I think this is I was the record here with right Peach. here. Four. I, I did the holiday. Sh I did two holiday oh, shows. Oh, the, the holiday show. I did the live yeah. show at the Comic Con. I did the live show. Yeah, you count all that. Yes, you're, like you're the guy. seven. Yeah, well, you did old videos. I did before I was here with Mar I was here by myself at the beginning. It should be before called we... Stony Westmoreland's the movie guys. Before we <laughs> and moved was... into this garage, you were in here doing I, that's, monologue. Yes, I was. <laughs> and there was that one show where none of us were here. It was, and it just, was just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get. Well, no, who wanted to cover Dolphin Tail? Nobody. You came in, you took it like a champ, you did jokes. He's a one-man panel. Uh, let's get to our first film. Now, if you're like me, then you've often wondered where the name Power Rangers came from. You five. Are the Power Rangers? No. Did I just hear you say we're Power Rangers? Well, that explained nothing. <laughs> but at least we have title. What we need is a super cop. Adam, <laughs> let's talk about it. Here we go. <laughs> Power Rangers. They're like Teletubbies. You never want to admit you had a crush on them, but we're pretty sure it's the pink one. <laughs> the dream of the 90s is not only alive in Portland, it's also alive in the multiplex, as Power Rangers tries a serious take on something we made fun of in the 90s, like Fuller House or Donald Trump. Given this serious take on the Power Rangers, this trailer missed an opportunity to include a version of the Power Rangers theme song, sung all sad and slow. <laughs> That's creepy. So the five kids must band together to save the world or some shit from a bad alien named Elizabeth Banks, played by Rita Repulsa. Wait a minute. Strike that. Reverse it. <laughs> ah, yes. Repulsa threatens to destroy the world, setting out on a global tour of destruction. And first up on her list of cities to obliterate, the small town of Angel Grove, California, of course. I suppose she's looking for a nice little warm-up before she moves on to more substantial me metropolitan areas like Cactus Suck, Arizona, or Bunghole, Ohio. Bunghole, Ohio. Not easy to say, the Bunghole, Ohio. It's even worse when you live there. Bunghole, Ohio. 
<laughs> Welcome to Bunghole, Ohio. If I Larry Bung- King did, I could have gone. Bunghole, Ohio. Hello. <laughs> hey, Larry. It's me. <laughs> Meanwhile, five teams are are brought together by the plot or destiny and stumble upon a buried spaceship and find they are the next generation to take up the mantle of ancient warriors called the Power Rangers. Lucky break for them, the cave right next to that one was the one that was going to make them all into manimals. <laughs> This shared experience leaves them feeling weird in glowing different colors. Wait, are you sure they just didn't go to a Grateful Dead concert? Pop culture reference. Oh, one of them comes away with the power of vocal fry. Me and four kids found a spaceship buried underground. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty no. sure I'm a superhero. Ouch. Oh. And the power of that music cue. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they're a group of misfits. Oh, did we mention they were misfits? Mm-hmm. Well... Of course they are, because they're kids in high school who get superpowers. And that's how it always happens. They're like the breakfast club of superheroes. The star quarterback of the football team never wakes up to one day discover that he can run faster, jump farther, and lift more weight than anybody else. Because he wakes up like that every day. I don't have to tell our audience that the teens don't just morph into armored superheroes, but also pilot robot dinosaurs that transform into the giant robot Megazord. Which, if I'm doing the math correctly, is 100 times a regular Zord. Well... There's one way to get out of high school. You can tell these mighty morphinless Power Rangers are serious because they've stopped wearing underwear on the outside of their pants. <laughs> Instead of bringing back any of the original Power Ranger actors, the remake bootquel has been cast with younger actors that include future trivia question answers as Dacker Montgomery, Naomi Scott, RJ Seiler, Becky G, and Ludi Lynn. But can they fill the shoes of Austin St. John and Jason Font and Ricardo Medina Jr., Pua Magziva, James Napier Robinson, Brandon J. McLaren, guys, Faraz Durrani? <laughs> no, James, that was the best Power Ranger. James McClurkin? James McClurkin. James McClurkin, that was my favorite Red Ranger. Jason Smith, Eka Danville, Alex Hartman, Andrew Gray, Brenna Magia? There's no way. <laughs> I'm talking. Well, the movie ends with a giant robot fighting a giant monster, like every episode of the Power Rangers, and every movie that's been released so far this year. There you go. That is true. You saw, you saw that woman, Shirley MacLaine, and you know that's true. Uh, oh, hold on. Can I just say something about these Power Rangers just for a second? You know what? <laughs> now is actually the appropriate time. Oh, it's so perfect. I heard the music, and it just made me... It's, I swelled with need to t- tell you this. I'm in the theater. I see this trailer come on. Mm-hmm. I'm with my daughter. You didn't and swell in the theater, did you? No, no, no it wasn't that warm. <laughs> okay, uh, wasn't, wasn't that kind of theater? No. Okay. This is why the kids. I was with my daughter. Out. Did I just even mention my daughter? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. At the I beginning. said I was with my daughter. You're gonna have theater. to cut this out of this show with your swelling and your kissing. Oh my right, lord! The point is, I'm watching the trailer. If you guys, the, for me, it's, yeah, we all I, get, had to I, watch we got the sucked. No, no, hold, good? hold on. I think it looks good. I got yeah. sucked in all the way, and we're going. This looks really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my god! What is this show? What Whatever this movie is, looks good. And then we get to the Power Rangers, and we felt so betrayed. And we were both pissed because I believed for a moment. Just for a moment. I'm going to have to go see this movie. I know. God I agree. damn it. You, uh, Paul, I like. I, I kind of like it too. Yeah. Paul, so. you read off all those characters. It is hard to keep track of them. Which one stabbed his roommate and which one got arrested for DOI? That's right. And which I, one had the uh, back alley abortion? I can't remember. See, They're all one just went so to prison. 
Yeah, I one think, just I think it was Gary Meija, I think. Uh, Meija. <laughs> Listen, hold on, guys. You guys make it sound like this isn't just a cross-section of people. There's a lot of people on there. Percentage-wise, you take 37 uh, people. Somebody's going to stab so, the room. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, 20 people have played Red Ranger. One of those guys is a Good. criminal. Yeah, somebody's going to stab somebody. <laughs> All right, so I have a little bit of a story from the early 90s that has to do with Power Ranger stuff. So my friend was, I was working at a Renaissance fair, and so everybody takes themselves as so serious. As one does. <laughs> And you all take yourself so seriously because you're working actors and you've all trained. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls, she's great, but she had this story. She was very serious about it when she told it because it proves that you're supposed to do your schooling first. It's very important. She had gone to AMDA, the American Musical Dramatic Academy in New York, and they had a very strict rule for this two-year certification program in musical theater. Hold on. Two years. Only two years. <laughs> those, of us, those of us who did way, four? Yeah. And it's only a certification. Right. Okay. Musical theater. Anyway, hey, well, they don't I have a Bachelor of, of Fine yeah. Arts in Musical Theater. Took me four and that's a half four years. Year. Okay, well, that's twice as good as Dance her minor. certification. Anyway. So anyway, the point is she's getting the two-year certification thing. And they're very serious. It's in New York City, Give so every audition in the world is there. And you're not allowed to take any auditions outside of the theater department because they don't want you to go and not learn their way. And there was this one rebel, and she oh, went and auditioned. Oh, God. And she auditioned for something crazy that no one's ever heard of because she knew a little bit of kung fu or something. And she comes back to school and they found out. They're like, you're expelled. She's like, well, that's all right because I just got to be the pink Power Ranger. Nice. Uh, Has never had to worry about acting work again. She Isn't that awesome? So she got kicked out. School is pointless. Kids, there you go. Two years, waste of time. Waste of time. If you you can wear pink. Yep. And do, some of us can. And do judo. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever shared the story of how I believe the Power Rangers actually came into existence? This is an interesting story, because that's a guy we... I, I met through you, right? Yes. Was the, um, God yeah. rest his soul. Gary Glassberg died last oh, week. Or no, last year. Yeah. Really? I think it was last year, oh, yeah. How, how fun. Uh, I felt really bad if it was last week. No. Last, last year, I'm over <laughs> it. <Last year. laughs> yeah, we last all are. Week, so Gary Glassberg uh, was a writer. He was on uh, Crossing Jordan, and then he was on a couple of other more recent shows. And he, and he recently passed away very unexpectedly. Anyway, Gary and I used to cross paths at an old job I had, and he told me the story of him working for Haim Saban when he first came to Hollywood, when Gary first came to Hollywood and wanted to be a writer. And Haim was a wannabe producer, So he and he has, he has a bunch of coke money. Wanted I'm making a, that part up. Wanted to be a producer <laughs> more than... Than he had any acumen for exactly. him, right? <laughs> but he had the thing that you really need to be a producer, which is a bunch of money yeah. laying around. And so he hired uh, two writers, Gary and another guy, just to literally hang out in an office all day and try to come up with ideas that he could then go pitch <laughs> for either TV or film. And one day, Gary and his buddy are in there toiling away, and Haim comes in and throws down this box of videotapes. And he says, I, got, I want you guys to go through this and see if you can make it into a show. And they put in the tapes, and it's all the B-roll from Japan of the Power Rangers doing fight scenes. And Gary and his friends said, okay, here's what we do. We, we go and shoot American actors, and then we cut to these fight scenes. And they literally created Power Rangers, came up with the idea for Power Rangers. And Haim said, thank you very much. You guys are fired. And uh, off he went. Because they were under contract. Everything they yeah. wrote and everything they created was his property. We've seen a contract like that recently. Yeah, I know about that. <laughs> I'm glad I mispronounced his name. Right? Yeah. And, and, oh, he, and he went. So and, you know, Saban, well, yeah, Haim Saban. But he bought the footage, too. I mean, that's Well, yeah, uh, that's, he, he, he knew to yeah. buy all this footage, and yeah. he said, I can make something out of this if I give it to the right people. Uh, I, I did two Crossing Jordans, and I think he wrote one of the scripts. Yeah, he was he was one of the writers and yeah. uh, one of the creators of Crossing Jordan. Well, I'm yeah. glad he landed somewhere. Guys, yeah, I feel like we're learning a lot tonight. We really are. <laughs> yeah. I, he, but I can change that because we're going to yeah. talk about chips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
put well, an end to that right now. That, it was fun uh, while it lasted. If anybody listening to the show, that is a segue. Paul is a master at that. And go back and listen to old shows it's every time. Every you should just do a you should just do a best of segue show. Ah, that'd be so good. With speaking of. Oh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that, Karen. Yes. <clears throat> uh, mm. With our with chips, the studios sneak another movie past the pop culture goalie. What? <laughs> no demand for emergency. Emergency. Yeah. Oh, seventies TV. And while this is playing for a second, I want to. Yeah, right. I want to oh, tell you. Right. That's the best I should. When heard. they play that, when when the people come on screen, Randolph Mantooth and Randolph Kevin Mantooth. Teague and all those guys. They come up and they do a thing like they're on the phone calling for a backup or a call in the hospital or whatever, and their name comes up right over their face. This must be a 70s thing. It's always like, Miranda, you can't see the guy anymore. He's gone. It's the word of his name. They don't do lower thirds. The, the oh name God. had to be bigger than, than they were. Such were the 70s. That's a big oh my name. God, that's great. I might steal that. That's a funny bit. <laughs> that is a that's funny bit. It is. It's bit. definitely a, a bit of its time. That was also, they're bit. doing nothing consequential in the whole opening <laughs> montage. It's just yeah. picking up phones. And well, the whole get- montage ends on the the box of like medical equipment that they pulled out to like work on someone. They talk for a second. The thing cuts to the box. That's where we end. It, it really like, that's the dramatic finale. It really says get ready uh, in the total seventies fashion. Get ready for fifteen minutes of entertainment spread over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but Karen, we're not talking about that. Oh, we're not. We're talking about chips. The trail where the uh, synthesizer is gargling water. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody dropped it in the tub. Ah, keep recording. Now, here's a movie that offers the opportunity to take a bad television show and transition it to the big screen in the form of a bad movie. That remains to be seen, but it certainly looks that way. In the tradition of Starsky and Hutch and the Brady Bunch, comes a big screen take on a beloved TV show. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on a second. I misread that. I, I meant a big screen take on a TV show. <laughs> Chips, based on the cable guide listing of the same name, is the 70s TV show that introduced America to True TV Medicaid spokesman Eric Estrada. Chips stands for California Highway Patrol, the motorcycle riding dispensers of speeding tickets, and advice to teens that couldn't stop playing hide and seek in refrigerators. <laughs> The federal B.I. suspects that the California Highway Patrol might have some dirty cops involved in a multi-million dollar heist slash job slash scam or whatever. The G-men send in an undercover agent to get to the bottom of it. Oh, I for one love when things are gotten to the bottom of. <laughs> different, different movie. Michael, but, but still 15 minutes spread over, <laughs> over 45 minutes. Or... That's why he keeps coming back, ladies and <laughs> We'd have to do more shows to bring it back again. <laughs> Michael Pena plays Frank Poncharello. Well, actually, that's not really his character's name. Francis Llewellyn Poncharello is the alias given to him when he goes undercover. Unfortunately, I can't quite figure out what Pena's character's real name is, but that doesn't matter much. What matters here is that we aren't even getting a real Ponch. I mean, a phony Ponch? What's next? A fake Fonzie? A bogus Barbarino? A fraudulent fish? A dubious... Paul! Okay, okay, we get the point. Ponch was originally played played by the aforementioned Eric Estrada, a pinup hunk from a time when we didn't know the village people were gay. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Eric Estrada's really taking it on the chin. (laughs) (laughs) Dax Shepard, who I'm told I love, plays John Baker, originally played by somebody. 
In this, Chips, he is a former Supercross rider looking to put his life back together and save his marriage by signing up with the CHP. Because if your wife is leaving you because she can't stand to see you getting hurt in a dangerous line of work, then becoming a law enforcement officer will surely put her mind at ease. Baker's wife is played by Kristen. Kristen Bell, yes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> ah. And if his new job doesn't satisfy Kristen Bell, there's always this. Oh, just bring her a sloth. Just bring her a sloth. She loses her mind when he brings her a sloth. Have you heard that on YouTube? I have not. I've watched it. It's thing. horrible. It's so it well. cute. She cries. She can't handle She starts to hyperventilate. It's just rich people indulging themselves with exotic animals. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he brings her a sloth in the bedroom, so she's in bed in the birthday. Like a pet it's sloth. Not a, not a cute, tiny one. Who, bring, at the who party. brings her a sloth? Dax Shepard. All I'm saying, Paul, do not listen to Bart. Paul, do not listen to Bart. If you want to bring me Bill Murray, you go right ahead. Also known as the sloth. Sloth love Kristen Bell. Uh, Baker, the still wet behind the ears rookie, and fake Poncherello, the hard boiled veteran, are teamed up. Why? It's a movie, isn't it? And of course, it doesn't take long for the two of them to learn that they have very little in common. And John Sue discovers that Ponch is really an undercover federal agent. And how does he figure out that his new partner is in the FBI? Well, John isn't the dimmest bulb in the ceiling fan by far. He does some clever detective work on his own. You're FBI. Yep. You could ask him. Hey, I could ask him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, rule number one about being undercover is don't tell anyone that you're undercover. Isn't that right, Matt Damon? The gluconate guy, he's out of a job. <laughs> it looks like some in-your-face comedy, and by face, I mean crotch. You face went in my... No, 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 there was no contact. I could have swore I felt either your nose or your lips. Nope. Unlike other buddy cop comedy movies like The Other Guys, this movie doesn't seem to be making fun of itself, but don't tell it that. <laughs> Dak Shepard wrote and directed this film, what? and it feels like he watched 21 Jump Street movies and said, hey, I could do that. I just need a TV show nobody's touched. Barney Miller? Ten Speed and Brown Shoe? Uh, Holmes and Yo-Yo? What? The Facts of Life? BJ and the Bear? Wait, Chips! Done. Got it. Uh, there's a lot of plot in this movie. Poch is really an undercover FBI agent. John has joined the force in the hopes of winning his wife back. They're dirty cops, a heist of some kind. Look, you're overthinking chips here, producers. Will this be funny? Based on my initial research, no. There's no Chicago comedians in this movie. There you go. That's a safe bet. Bad We're sign. Canadians, right? Bad sign. Shepard wrote and directed this? Yeah, yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. Now, Stoney, you worked with Michael Peña, right? I did. World Trade Center. That he's is correct. Funny. Uh, he's, he's got a band. Is he really? Yeah. Can we go see him around town? Yeah. That's such an L.A. thing. Yeah. 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 I'll, uh, he's great in Ant-Man, right? He's great in so I think, many things. I think he's a really good I don't actor. know if he's hilarious or yeah. if he's a great dramatic. He's both. He's, he's all things. He's really is he hilarious, though? Because, I mean, it's so good in Crash. So good in World Trade so Center. So good in Crash. Uh, so good in <laughs> End of Watch. You know, he's good. He's good. Uh, Robert Pine played the chief in Chips. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, you, what is that? I mean? don't know. I have a feeling you're going to tell me about some Fox News commercial really like that he was in. That's all he does, no. right? He comes on, he tells you about how you should get this old people insurance. <laughs> Robert Pine? Nowadays. Sell gold. No, no. Robert Pine's not oh, okay. in any of those commercials. He isn't? No. I thought he was. No, but Robert Pine is Chris Pine's father. 
Oh, interesting. How about that, Mr. Movie Guys? Mm-hmm. So, yes, did not thank know you. that. That's fantastic. <clears throat> and still has a nice head of hair. Mm-hmm. He's That's a, good He's to a know. member of my theater company. Oh, okay. What? You could come see him too when we go what? see. What? Yeah, you should I would hang love out with to me. Meet Robert Pine, Silver Fox. You should hang out with me. Oh my God. Uh, oh, so I should. Go. I'm thinking of Henry Winkler. Huh? Henry Winkler. I'm thinking of Henry Winkler. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. meet Robert Pine actually. Really? I watch way more chips, I think, than Happy Days. Well, Robert Pine's a very nice guy. Yeah. And Chris Pine's also very nice. And so is Michael Pena. How's that? Oh. A little name dropping all for everybody. And just think when Robert... Drop it. How obnoxious was that just statement? <laughs> like it's hot. Just think when Stoney goes out and people ask him about the movie guys, he'll go, they're very nice. They're very nice people <laughs> except for, you know... Mm-hmm. Fill in mm-hmm. blank. Yeah. They made no attempt here to put the small I and small S because Chips was like a... The term for California oh, Highway Patrolman, right? Yeah. It'd be the CHP, and then they put the IS in there, and you get chips. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Exactly. Well, no, there you would. <laughs> you're not really leaving any letters out there. See, <laughs> chips put in a couple of letters, so they kept them small. Here, now they just put chips all with capital letters. Scuba. Scuba. Yeah. It took me a second. <laughs> Karen can't swim for those. Or spell, apparently. <laughs> so it's not the water in your ears. Oh, no. It's a family you know, ties reference. Um, this is a very, whatever I heard about the earthquakes in, in Chicago, the earthquakes in L.A. as a kid, I would picture the chips guys on those freeway overpasses and be like, that has to be the problem. Because if the road starts to move, you don't want the chips guys falling off of the highway. What about the chips guys? Why? <laughs> that really concerned me. <laughs> hey, Mom. Hey, Mommy. What, what goes on with the chips guys? The I chips don't know. Guys. Why are they going so far off reservation with the story? What? What is, and I saw a headline, I didn't read the article, but the headline was, uh, we would have gotten laughed off the screen if we did a, 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 a straight remake of the film. I'm like, no, I want a, I don't even get a real punch. That's not even Poncherello. Yeah, Hold this on. is code let, name. Let me, let me address something. I we use code, code names. names. We using code oh, names. Oh, damn. You just, want that I should drop or just want to? Let me just, I just want to throw this out. How long into the movie is it then revealed that he's FBI. 25 minutes? I'm guessing. So the first 25 early. minutes is bullshit. Yes. Yep, Stuff. Yep, yep. Is bull. Yep, because because you've you've seen you've seen the trailer. Yeah. So this goes back to the reasons I don't watch trailers much. Yep. Yeah. Most trailers are like that. I know, you but know I movie I, Allied. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, have you seen it? No. Do you know what it's about? Uh yeah. What it's about? It's about World War II. Okay, and Brad Pitt. <laughs> and Brad Pitt in that really All pretty of it French falls girl. In love with the French girl. And he's and he's. Uh, then they have to find out. They, they tell him yes. she's a spy. Yes, oh, you know that much. And I did know so that. Was whole, that was so, in the, so then it's all. Yeah, comes down to like the last five minutes. Is she or is she? Right. So well, that, that, to your point, or Oblivion. Is that the name of that movie? Oblivion. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And he's down on a planet. He's all by himself. And this whole thing. And then weird things catch him. And then they take. I know it's Morgan Friedman. I saw the freaking trailer. And so yeah. the first 20 minutes of the oh. movie is a wait. There's no suspense anymore mm-hmm. as an audience member because I've seen it all. All goes oh. back to Castaway, Castaway. when they show Tom but, Hanks off the island. Yeah, he's in hugging Helen Hunt in the trailer. Yeah, but guys, we're being a little extreme here. Come on, Castaway, there's still a journey there. Like, he yeah, gets off I the island. Yeah, but I know that he gets fine. off the island. Yeah, I disagree because knowing where it's going is, is upsetting, especially when a movie like that could take a huge risk and he doesn't and get he off the island. Gets off, he stays yeah. on the island. Yeah. He repopulates it. I have he to agree starts with his own little kingdom. And yet I would... Well, I'm about to spoil it. Maybe he could there. have sex with the local wildlife. With local, that basketball. Yeah. Wildlife. I think he did. Okay, it's the got volleyball. Wilson. Wilson. It's gotten weird. 
Yeah. By the way, there yeah. is a brilliant, I couldn't find it online, but there was a, a company that used to do a pirate kind of uh, party videos, underground videos of just montages called Five Minutes to Live. And they used to have, I maybe still have somewhere the VHS tape. It is two hours of the last 10 seconds of every episode of Chips, <laughs> which is the wrap up of the plot. Everybody laughs, and then they cue the music, which is, I, I wish life were like that. Like, I could just, uh, guys, uh, you know, I think we did a really good job putting together this show, right? Sir, <laughs> certainly did. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> wish I had a pun there, because that's what they would do. There would be a pun, yeah. yeah. Like, so. All right. I saw an episode of Emergency once. I, I Emergency. must have been, like, Six. I mean, I was really young, but it stayed with me because the woman had to call for help because she was taking a bath and got her toe stuck in the tub, oh, right? And I just thought, how embarrassing to have these hunky men come in while you're in the tub. Embarrassing. And now I'm like, what a great problem. <laughs> yes, do you remember that? That's amazing. I remember that being a problem in other shows, too. Really? The toe, the toe, the toe in, the, in, the in the faucet in the yeah. tub seemed to come up a lot. <laughs> Maybe they had. I know the refrigerator. Like smaller holes. Maybe yeah. smaller holes in this. Bigger in this toes. Bigger toes. <laughs> or bigger toes. I mean, didn't emerge. Hello, toes. The difference between emergency and chips was one took place on the highway, the other took place in the house, right? Like, yeah. it was just like, it was the same kind of like, eh, guy driving naked or whatever was chips and pull him over, but like a person running around the house naked or yeah. whatever is, I don't know. 15 years though, right? Emergency was, uh, wasn't well, emergency, was emergency much earlier? 51 for a while too, right? So it kind of morphed. Wasn't emergency 51? No. Oh, no, I don't remember that. I thought it was emergency. No, emergency was, was 70s. There's Adam 12. Yeah. yeah. Car 57. Car 57, where are you? 54. 54. 54. Pop culture junk. 56, 57, whatever it took. And then, <laughs> 220, 221. Yeah. I bet Universal that they have the firehouse from firehouse the opening. Firehouse 51. Yeah. Because it was the place from the opening of the mm-hmm. Let's get to our final film. <laughs> it's called Life. Jake Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Ferguson play a blue and pink peg, respectively. You hop in their car, get jobs, have kids, and try to become millionaire tycoons. Here's a clip. The game of life. You'd think after Battleship Tank, they'd stop with the board game adaptations. Wait a second. All right, seems uh, been given fake news. It's a sci-fi thriller. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, Bart, uh, get in here and help me out with this. Here we go. All right, now I know what I'm talking about. It's Ryan Reynolds in Life. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in a movie called Life. Now that's ironic. How is that ironic? That comment doesn't even make sense. I know. I'm not, I'm sorry, Paul. It's just ever since Deadpool, it's just so hard, damn hard to make fun of Ryan Reynolds anymore. I have to find ways to make up to do it. <laughs> Well, has it ever occurred to you to simply not make fun of Ryan Reynolds? It had not occurred to me. That had not occurred to us, dude. (laughs) (laughs) When six members of a spaceship discover evidence of extraterrestrial life on Mars, uh, oh, here's a clip. No man can fully grasp how far and how fast we have come. It's JFK. Is this a period piece? Would you cast Ryan Reynolds in a period piece, Paul? Okay, take it easy. <laughs> the trailers also show an astronaut FaceTiming with his wife. Oh, okay, and a joke about Instagram. So I guess it is set in the present day, but it seems like this film wants to be in a different decade. A couple of trailers use the classic 1970s rock song, Spirit in the Sky. Hey, guys. Like it's a girl. Hey! 
Well, that song is used in so many different movies and trailers. It has its own web page, spiritinthesky.com slash movies.html. You may recognize it from such films as Forrest Gump, Evan Almighty, Saving Grace, Contact, Apollo 13, Remember the Titans, W, Wayne's World 2, The Longest Yard, Knocked Up, and many, many more. So remember, Hollywood, when you put Spirit in the Sky in your trailer, you know what the audiences might be thinking about? All those other movies. <laughs> but good news, by appearing in these trailers, Spirit in the Sky finally unseats the previous champion of most used song. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Anyway, the crew is on the International <laughs> Space Station, it turns out, and they're shocked to learn that the life they discover is much more intelligent than anyone ever expected. Much more intelligent than anyone expected? I'm sorry, Paul. Are you talking about the extraterrestrial life or Ryan Reynolds? Okay, I thought you were going to stop <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but look, if you're going to be lobbing softballs... It's... Uh, fair enough. Now, a research pod from Mars containing samples from the planet's surface is retrieved by the International Space Station, and much to the crew's surprise, in the samples they are able to see proof of life. Proof of Life with Russell Crowe and Meg Ryan? Paul, nobody's seen that. Okay, I see you've switched to Russell Crowe. That's probably best. To better understand just what this organism is, they contact Mark Watney. Matt Damon. No. They start to conduct experiments. Unfortunately, their experiments lead to the organism gaining strength and intelligence, leaving the crew no choice but to exterminate it. Ah, yes, that age-old adage of kill anything that gets too smart, which would certainly explain why Ryan Lochte is still alive. Ha! But the extraterrestrial <laughs> organism fights back. You know, I think we can uh, spice this up a little bit. Fearing that the Martian organism would literally destroy the planet if it were unleashed on Earth, and with ISS seemingly on a crash course with the third... Wait a second, Paul. ISIS has gone intergalactic now? Oh, stop it. The crew, <laughs> the crew finds itself in a battle for not only their survival, but perhaps the fate of the entire planet Earth. Egad, I hope not. That's where I keep all my stuff. <laughs> Gosh, I wonder if anyone is going to like life. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. All right, to sum this up, there seems to be an awful lot of dying in this movie for a movie called Life. Well, Paul, it wouldn't have the same vibe if they called it Petri Dish. There you go. Be more accurate. That's Life. Not to be confused with the Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence prison comedy from... That is one generic name, ain't it? Yeah, really. I mean, I boy, forgetting it. I just hear an argument where nobody could decide anything in naming this movie. Like, and it's just like, I'm fine, we'll call it Thing. Life <laughs> stuff. The, the thing. Yeah, the thing. I, the stuff. I, I think this movie suffers from not having Bill Pullman in it. Uh, and I think we all suffer for the loss of Bill Pullman. Bill, we truly do. But he'll be in one more movie. Oh, he didn't die, we just right? Saw him in a, Bill yeah, Paxton? Oh, I'm at Bill Paxton. Paxton. Oh, you know what? I went right with you. I was, watching, I was watching this happen. I was like, I was right, like, I was like uh, when he died last Paxton. week. I'm in last year. Stoney's doing the I bit, felt right? victim to the classic thunder. <laughs> <laughs> that well, was he pulled you right in, I Paul Preston. Right. Well, I just got sad at me. I like having him around. He makes me look smart about movies. Uh, well, somebody's got to, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, it's funny that I didn't, uh, believe it or not, I didn't read any other part of the script but my own. Um, I had written down, Petri dishes, yeah, Petri dishes are scary. And then the last line of this is talking about a Petri dish. I got to tell you, that scene with a little like wiggly thing comes up out of the Petri dish, that is the most <laughs> exciting thing that I've ever seen happen with a Petri dish. 
Truly. And, well, you, yeah. and, and you saw it in the trailer. And I saw it the in the trailer. The thing does have some exciting Petri dish action. I mean, oh, okay. once again, a bunch of astronauts go to space and start poking goo. I mean, these are not the most intelligent people. <laughs> that true. You know, get rid of them. <laughs> like, it's just good. I'll ship them off, poking some goo out there, and it's going to kill them, right? They've, ne- they've never seen a movie, <laughs> yeah. those astronauts. They're be- hey, busy training. <laughs> Let's go to space and poke some goo. and You're all dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> but this uh, is getting good reviews. Early reviews, okay. and I'm happy for that because it's written by former uh, guest of the show, uh, Rhett Reese. That's oh, awesome. Deadpool. And Deadpool. WGA nominated for Deadpool, Rhett Reese. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's fantastic. So, but uh, it moved from Memorial Day till now, so I don't know what that means. I would say it means like, uh oh, low confidence. But these huge movies are coming out in March, like Logan mm-hmm. and Kong Skull Island, so it's right in the mix. Well, it's also what, uh, I mean, there's like the, I don't know if this is one of the, what I call the respectable space movie, but what was the one that was nominated for the Oscars? Would, uh, they Arrival. Wake, they wake up, uh, oh, Arrival. Well, Arrival, wait. what was Gravity, one, before that? What was the one uh, where they wake up in the pods and they're not supposed to wake Chris oh, Pratt. Oh, Passengers. Oh, not nominated oh, not for nominated. Oscars. No. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And nor should it have been. Came out at the same time, but it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm confusing this for this. Because, like, Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. I mean, I'm just like, I kept calling him Chris Pratt. They're like the Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton of handsome guys. Right? <laughs> it's almost as if they're figuring out that you can make money on a movie no matter when you release it, as long as it's a good movie. Wait, well, wait, what? Wait a second. <laughs> wait, 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 12 wait, months wait, of earning? They really just used Brilliant. to save it for May, June, and July. Done. Done yeah. releasing movies all year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said, I've always wanted them to spread. I want them to spread the award winners out. That's the yeah, thing. I, I wrote a big article about that. They jam them into two months at the end of the year. Then you're supposed to see like 19 films that could be nominated for Oscars. You're not going to have time for that. I make time. But Joe Average isn't going to do and they, they and they run together. To do. And they run together. Yeah, and they're supposed to be amazing. Like, that's a lot to come in with. If you release your film at the end of December, yeah. you, when you go to see it, well, this better be an Oscar contender when it could just be good. Yeah. Hidden figures. I wish that came out in the summer so we'd have like a, a film of quality that still made $150 million, but maybe not jammed in all that mess. Spread it out. But the financial thing is, Hidden Figures wouldn't have made that amount of money in the summer. It had to be released close to the Oscar time, which is why they now have 10 nominees, and it's it's to keep them in theaters and make money. That made Oscar money. That would not have made that otherwise. I'd be curious to see that. I'd like to test those waters. Yeah. Yeah. Because something like The Butler. We looked at you like you're the you're the computer guy. He's, you know... We looked at you like you're the smart guy. We'd like to test those Crunch waters. Those numbers. Mark, go ahead. Let's see what you got. <laughs> Number tested. Stop this nonsense. We have entirely new nonsense to get onto with our guest. We're going to take a 10 second break and be back with the second guest of the show, Amy Seeley. So hang tight. <laughs> Tickling the ivories. I think it's pronounced Stein. Let's get to our guest, an improviser, comedian, and teacher, one of the founders of the Factory Theater back in Chicago, who produced a number of great comedies in her uh, new web series she created and stars in with her husband, Mike Ross, is Trixie Space Cop and her space villain boyfriend. Let's talk about it all with Amy Seeley. Hello. Hello. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hi. I would like to say that Amy got every pop reference that has been made in the show so far. <laughs> think, was, you're a good I, audience. Thank you very much. I think I'm in that like high 90 percentile mm-hmm. of understanding. I understand what that means. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I get that. I get that. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. We go pretty deep sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Deep yeah. cuts. Deep cuts. Now, you uh, 
have this new web series. Yes. With Mike Ross. Yeah. We love Mike Ross. I totally married him. Yeah. I <laughs> married the hell out of him. I married the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trixie, tell us about Trixie. Uh, Trixie Space Cop is a uh, crime-fighting space cop. Named Trixie. Yeah. Is her last, see, I also get yeah. it. I'm way, I'm yeah. right, I got it. Is her last name Space Cop? Is it Trixie Space Cop or is it Trixie colon Space Cop? It's Trixie Space Cop. <laughs> oh, okay. Her last name is also happens to be her job. <laughs> That's awesome. It's her occupation. <laughs> it's a restoration comedy. Correct. <laughs> and uh, her, her live-in boyfriend also is her arch nemesis. <laughs> What is it? What is it to be and an his name arch is, his nemesis? His name is Edmund Exeter, as portrayed by my husband, Mike Ross. Can you just be a nemesis? Do you have to be Archie? You can be a nemesis. Can you just, what, what's the difference? Arch nemesis is more specific. Okay. I think arch nemesis is on like one or two episodes, but uh, are like eight episodes, but yeah. just nemesis does like one or two. Okay. okay. Arch arch nemesis, right. you you can't tell. You can tell they don't mean what they're saying by the tone of their voice, right? They're very arch about it. They don't quite. Mm. Right. That's an arch nemesis. That's right. a reference nobody gets. No. No one. Arch Hall. That's a reference nobody gets. <laughs> no one. I saw your. I no saw one. the website on your Facebook page, or I saw the web series on your the Facebook page. Where can people find it? They can find it at uh, Celian Ross. Our page on uh, or our channel on the YouTube, or they can find us on Seely at Seely and Ross on Facebook. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I, I, I can't spell Seely. S e e l e y. That's important. The, the yeah. funny thing about it, I don't know. I didn't get you the clip in time. I don't think for it. Did, did you have a clip of it? I do not. Okay, but the, the funny thing about it is, it's relationship nannering, like like the sort yeah. of things you yeah. get on each other's nerves about. But while they're both in heads up displays in an intergalactic battle, yes. So it, like every uh, the the two so far, the, I think two have been really so. Two far, have right? dropped. Two have dropped. Ooh. We've dropped two out of and six. And they start with a galactic space battle, and then it goes into the heads up display between you two, and you end mm-hmm. up arguing about the company coming over, and they're going to have to sit right. on lawn chairs instead right. of you know. <laughs> it's like the couple right. sort of thing, but it's all with the heads up displays and the costumes, and I didn't even recognize you it's at all, first. <laughs> you know, I hope no one recognizes yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. That was my intention. Yeah, it's all actual relationshipy type issues and stuff that we all we all deal with when we're in long-term relationships or marriages or whatever set in outer space and, and shouted like the sort of uh, conversations you would have during a space battle too if we yeah. don't you know like yeah. <laughs> the whole thing but with also with the villain it's uh, yes it, it sounds like uh, you know that remember the uh, the looney tunes thing when the the uh the uh, uh, sheepdog and the yes. and, and Wiley Coyote. Morning, they yeah. check in. They, yeah. Is it like that? Yeah. So that morning, morning, morning Ralph. Exactly. Yeah. Is it so like your your bad guys, your lovers by mm-hmm. night, but bad but mm-hmm. arch enemies during the day? Yeah, exactly. Love that. Exactly. Idea. And That's genius. In the first episode, I'm I'm working and I'm chasing down three Gasmordian spaceships. Hello. <laughs> and I'm trying to destroy them because they're threatening the galaxy. And Edmund Exeter, my nemesis, uh, cuts through my communication system to interrupt me and I get on the phone with him or on the communication system with him and and he says, well, 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 if it isn't Trixie Space Cop, my arch nemesis. Now, is that a metaphor for not leaving the toilet seat down? In your Always. Like, okay. Everything is a metaphor for what who didn't put the toilet seat What man doesn't leave the toilet seat down in 2017? Who are these men? Now, you met Mike back in Second City. And I did. Really, the I second most talked about topic on the show outside of movies is we Second mentioned- City. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much B- between the guests we bring on and the, our history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, give us your sort of Second City world. Uh, I was talking to you earlier. One of the shows you did at Factory yeah. kind of got you in the door. Ironically enough, yeah, I was a student at Second City. I started studying there when I was nineteen years old. 
Um, I was just obsessed with everybody, obviously, that graduated, that came through the, the Second City system. And um, while, while my friends and I were taking classes there, we were really frustrated at how insular and clicky the system was. And we decided that if they weren't going to cast us in a show, we were going to go off and create our own thing. So we went off and, and created the Factory Theater, which was born October 1st, 1992. And it's still going strong today. Excellent. This is a song I just made up. I'm an improviser. <laughs> and uh, She teaches classes. I do, I do. I'm, I'm available. <laughs> AmyComedy.com. Hire me. Give me money. I'll teach you how to do this. And uh, we created a show based on all of our various frustrating experiences trying to get this institution to acknowledge us and cast us and let us be a part of this big comedy machine. And the show was called uh, Second City Didn't Want Us or <laughs> Is There a Spot in the Touring Company for My Girlfriend? And we we did it in the... It was all original. We did it in... It was an original sketch show and we did it in the style of a Second City main oh, stage true. show and we got so much buzz that it should have been one night only. And it's, <laughs> nobody, nobody stuck their thumb in the eye of nobody. Second City. And uh, yeah. that, that was the amazing thing about the, uh, the Factory Theater was it was just totally radical. Totally, out, totally irre irreverent, totally yeah. subversive. And we knew it, like five minutes before at, at places we were gathered backstage. There were seven of us in the cast, and we all held hands and said, now we realize that our careers are over <laughs> in Chicago, as far as we know it, but we all agreed that we're going to do this. Yes, we're totally going to do this. And probably within maybe a year or two, Second City hired me to teach at the Second City Training well, that Center. That is the interesting thing, is that second is that everybody adhered very close to Second City, and I never meant to make any kind of break, but Schadenfreude sort of went, we went on our, our own way yeah. too. And we got recognition for going, now we're going to go do our own thing. We're like, oh, we, okay. So now we're accepted because we decided yeah. we're not, you know, we're going to step away yeah. from it and do our own thing. Yeah. I, I and just, the I, system I, appreciates that yeah. because the system wants you to use your tools and go out and create your own art and define your voice and then you become a force to be reckoned with, and then the system has to kind of go, oh, well, I guess we need you to keep our own selves, or to keep the machine relevant and fresh and interesting and dynamic. And then I got pulled in. I got pulled into it. I got pulled in. I got sucked in. I did. I have, I have zero experience with uh, Chicago. I did a, I just one thing there once, uh, or, or Second City. Played a cop I, there once. Yeah. Right? I was no, I no, I wasn't a cop. Uh, but I yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I you're met a man. A, of, you're a man of many cops. I met a cop. Many cops. Uh, no, but <laughs> somebody I do, was I, wearing a uniform. Uh -huh. That's yeah. really the point we're making. <laughs> the uh, but I do have experience here in Second City. People here, but mostly just through like uh, a good friend of mine who worked through administration and did some things and some friends who were there. And it's awful. It is so corporate and it is so un. It is like a behemoth, and I, I have no. Again, I got no dog in any hunt, so I'll say whatever I feel. Uh, I don't like them, and I feel like that what you just said is so interesting. You're hired. That, that you, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you've done it. That's we're the main stage. That's what I just heard. If you, you stick your eye in the eye, no. I told but, you it works. It works. You have to hate them, and then they will accept but, you. But why is that? Let me ask you something. You think that you create a? Uh, uh, you said uh, system. I think is what you said. You mm -hmm. think you should create a more uh, a system that is searching out and seeking and 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 helping talent instead of crushing talent and hoping that it goes somewhere else to be fertile, to come back and keep the mothership alive. But is that, do you think that's a valid uh, question? Rant? 
Sure. That I means think, no. That means yeah, no. What do you mean think, sure? You mean yes or no? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But it uh, that's the f- the flaw of in- the flaw of institutions is they they have their way of doing things that always work and so they keep doing the thing that always works. Right. And when young upstarts and for me and my factory pals, we were like hot hot uh uh, crazy chip on our shoulder Gen Xers who wanted to give the baby boomers what for and those people had no time for us because we didn't know anything about anything we needed to go away and define ourselves so it was actually a good thing that they rejected us because if they hadn't rejected me and my pals that founded the factory theater I wouldn't be sitting in this a luxurious studio luxurious. right now <laughs> having this conversation so so yeah the, yeah the system the system can be frustrating to work through especially when you when what i teach is all about understanding and compassion and connection and genuineness and authenticity and, and then you know gets, but then it gets corporatized I, it I gets think corporatized I, absolutely i think of the place and like, all the joy gets sucked out of it and then you can see people are behaving like 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 stepford improvisers yeah, exactly. and trying yeah, to yeah. be perfect and and I find that really, like, ugh, really boring and icky. I think it's interesting that you should bring that up about the California second city because that's one without the tiers of performance, like, you know, going mm-hmm. into a touring company and then making your way to the main stage. It's still just a bunch of rented shows over there, from it's what just, I understand. And yeah, we, we rented I've, and we did one a while back. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to have even less of a structure over there and find it that, you know, sort it, of it's the evil. Op- anyway, I, whatever. I didn't mean to go off on Second City, but I don't ha- I'm the one guy who doesn't have a connection mm-hmm. to any of it and I think and they're I think they're the the maybe the the empire. Right. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, cer- certainly. I mean, I taught for them for 11 years in Chicago. Um, I started in Chicago, and then I was one of their founding theaters of Second City LA. Oh, good. Well, that's yeah. good. Then, then, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and, the, and I will say that Insert the fun flip. part of, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Uh, I, but I, 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 my, I haven't worked for, or I Why worked for them so until t- from the, 2000, the, from 98 to 2009. Right. But I will say that the the joy of teaching in improvisation in Los Angeles is most of the students are working actors or most of the students are actors who have a musical theater degree, understand what I'm talking about when I say we're not going for like a Beckett kind of energy. We're going for more like a Pinter kind of energy. And they, they all nod knowingly like, oh, we, <laughs> yes, we get that theater, that theater reference. Whereas in Chicago, it's predominantly people who are doing it for fun and they're plumbers and, you know, they're average Joes and bless their hearts. They are also wonderful to teach and, and play with and whatnot. But um, but the L.A. program always had, in my opinion, always had an edge over the Chicago, the Chicago program because they're yeah. actors who understand acting first and foremost and teaching an actor how to improvise. Oh, it's it's joyful. It's really fun. And they're also, this, the students in Los Angeles are savvy consumers. So I was always telling my superiors, we've got to have... Um, a program that challenges every single student from every single level. We've got to kick their asses because they'll just go someplace else and they'll tell 800 of their friends, oh, don't give them your money because it won't, they won't challenge you. They're just there to get your money. Um, so I made it my mission to make sure that we were absolutely challenging. And then, and then ultimately, I, it wasn't a place where I needed to be anymore. And then transformation happened. And I moved forward 
And and again, it was another, wow, that was the best choice that I could have made in that moment was moving out of something that became less authentic and more corporatized and corporatizing creativity. Oh my God, that sounds so much fun. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do that. Yeah. But the factory never got involved oh, in on. classes? I, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, one sure. Next time I need better show notes before I go off on LA. <laughs> things. If you could tell me who the the, the wait, guests are. Wait, when did you stop are? singing? Where did you stop teaching again? <laughs> when did you stop uh, teaching here or in, out here? I taught in Chicago, 98 to 2000. I came out here in February 2000. Second City LA opened in, I think, March of 2000. So and you taught until and I taught 2009. until like 2009. Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. didn't come around until a little bit, a little bit. I just say it, guys. I just gonna use better show notes. Why does Stony hate me I so much? I will say, he just, I'm right here. No, I'm right it's, here. This near space cop girl. Let me tell you something. Don't take it as a target. He just hates in general. <laughs> Yeah. You just sit next to me, baby. <laughs> what else do you do that he can hate? No. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't. I, I wonder what the teachers are, are like out here because I mean, to, to study in Chicago, we got those some of those legends. You know, we got yeah. Don DePaulo and we got Marty. he was my first Marty teacher. DeMott. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah Don Martin was my DeMott first teacher. And, uh, and Martin, some of these Martin was my mentor. He was my dear friend too. He was great. Yeah, Marty. I miss Marty all Marty. the time. Yeah, uh, uh, because it was just like one of those guru. He's such a Yoda. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, if I can only have a Yoda in my life, and then you meet Marty, and you're like, oh, I've got a Yoda. Like you just yeah. say those things. Yeah. But, uh, but the interesting thing about Chicago back in the day, and there's a, it's more corporatized now. Obviously, they've opened up all these other spaces yep. and stuff, yep. and so they have to have and that's cool extra students that's to capitalism. run to you know to finance. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, but back in the day, the difference between when I think the the L.A. Second City started, uh, and and even maybe some now, but I'm not I'm not speaking from much experience. I haven't taught here or anything like that. Was that there was nowhere to go back in the day in Chicago, so you literally did it for the art. Like nobody's going to come to I.O. every once in a while, someone gets picked up for SNL or whatever. Yeah. But you really there's you. This is going to take me nowhere except expertise. Yeah. And same thing with Second City. Yeah. I can get nothing out of this but expertise. So it's uh, it's interesting now that. It's like in the post sort of Tina Fey world, I guess, mm -hmm. that it's considered there was the Onion article, which was like parents consoling their kid to get, you know, to try to convince their kid to do improv uh, for their future career. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, now it's like a lot more of a business. And uh, uh, Los Angeles has always been knowledgeable about that business first. Chicago was never like that. I mean, they almost seem like I mean, it just like doing it pure for the art. And really, there's not a. I think they've tried to monetize it in a few ways and done a few shows and stuff. Uh, obviously, aside from Second City Television, but um, I, I just thought that was interesting. It's like back in the day, it was like, no, Chicago's in it for the art because there's you can get nothing out of this almost, yeah. except for the pure art of it. Yeah. You know, whereas here, it's like, well, I could get a role. I could get. I mean, you know, people here are, are motivated for that. But I was glad you put that in a positive light because I, as a artsy fartsy person, when I came here, I was like, ah, they're all in it for the money. Well, of course they are. It's the adults too. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. I mean, that's okay. And I spent nine it's not years. Out. It's no, I, I spent an nine <laughs> years teaching for them and beating my head against a wall, saying, "Chicago is not Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. We cannot give the Los Angeles consumer the Chicago experience. We have to define what the LA improviser experience is, and okay. it is, it is uniquely its own, and and." And it was really frustrating. And Chicago would say, "Well, we'll just do it that way because it works in Chicago." Oh, that, well, it doesn't work here. Nobody, nobody cares. There should be if there's not a main stage company, there's nothing yeah. for the students to want to get into, or there's no touring company, so there's nothing. There's no incentive. It's just so. So then, then we proposed, "Well, then it's about showcasing. 
for yeah. agents and representation and blah 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 because it's a different beast and chicago said well we don't know and that was always just constant like no chicago put get that chip off your shoulder and listen to los angeles and that is what remains lovable about chicago and chicago improv and second city to this day is they just cannot sell out no matter how much they try mm -hmm. <laughs> they just can't do it, it mm -hmm. remains larger than it used to be but that place, try. they want to sell out. They just can't do it. They're just unable to. Maybe there's something about Chicago. It just doesn't let you do that. You've got to be in yeah. Chicago for the arts and bearing the winters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. What were some of the other shows you put up over at Factory Theater? Um, I wrote and directed a show called Jailbait, which was, oh, this is what Jailbait was. Here's <laughs> no, a confessional. I, I know, I'm sorry. Here's a, I know here's what Jailbait is. Here's a confessional. <laughs> this is what Jailbait was. Jailbait was... Um, I, I took an episode of Charlie's Angels, Angels in Chains, when they deliberately get arrested. To... That's like the Pam Greer movie of yeah, the, yeah, totally. uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> so I, I just took that episode and I made it a 55-minute one-act play. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But I, but I said it in, you know, I said it in the 70s and and it was great. Change it was, characters it was hilarious. around and whatnot. Did you do a show? Really Your funny. dad was a race car driver. Is that true? My dad and you was. You did a show based on this, right? I did. I did. I did a one woman show that was um, uh, critically and commercially very successful. <laughs> what? <laughs> the reader The reader bothered to write about it? Wow. The Sun Times and the Tribune. Oh, hello. Hello. The big guns. Yeah, my dad was a top fuel drag racer. His name was uh, Sid Seeley, the Moline Madman. Oh, I love it. He was born and raised in Moline, oh, Illinois. Oh, of the Quad Cities? Of the Quad Cities, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moline, yeah, yes. familiar. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did a one-woman show about him, and it was called Amy Seeley and the Moline Madman, and it was all about my, my childhood, my teen years with my dad, who um, passed away from lung cancer. Don't smoke, kids. He passed away from lung cancer in 85 when I was 16 years old. And the show is um, two-thirds incredibly hilarious and irreverent um, because my dad was a very, very loud, crazy, over-the-top, kind of an Archie Bunker Yosemite Sam <laughs> kind of a, kind of a, a guy. Um, Great. I want he, him behind the wheel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want him going 300 miles per hour um, and on a quarter-mile track. And then the last third of the show is um, is very sad, but touching and honest and authentic and heartbreaking, and universal. So um, every every now and then I dust it off and put it up on stage. And it, when it started, I wanted it. The intention of it was I want the world to to know my dad. I so I embody him. I do his voice and his mannerisms and whatnot when I'm on stage and all his ridiculous um, rants and phrases and tangents. Um, and then. Uh, recently I did it, uh, I think um, a year ish ago. And now my intention is to help people, um, deal with grief and loss. <laughs> hey, that's a <laughs> 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 through the comedy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's totally. the way to all things. Totally. Totally. Right? Yeah. So it's now it's drama therapy for, with the intention to heal. Cool. Yeah. yeah thanks. I want to ask you, uh, what? 
No, I was, and um, when you mentioned drama therapy, yeah. you have like a special improv class that you, I, I read in your bio. In my bio. Because uh, sometimes I don't know everything about Amy In my biography. We should probably get which, that over to Which Sony I didn't get. Maybe we can give me one of those next time. <laughs> can, <laughs> <a> we, bio? <laughs> can we fax it? Can we fax it just, over to just, Stony? You could just text it to me. I'll get it. I, let me, in fact, I'm just going to be on the phone for the rest of the damn show. <laughs> Amy doesn't own the second city. I don't own it. I don't own it. Look how resilient I am. I'm like, oh, okay. Me too. Oh, yeah, let's get your take on the movies. You saw these trailers. You see I what's coming up. I did see these trailers. I'm really concerned about the guys in outer space. I'm, re- I'm not going to lie. I'm really like concerned. Like that they'll make it back safe? I'm really um, I'm concerned uh, for how they're going to die. Because <laughs> we know they're dying. We saw and you that know they're going to die. I know they're going to die. Yeah. We just send people into I, space to hold die. On. I think one's going to live, and it could be an animal. And it could get blasted back. And as that animal crawls out, and they say, "Oh, have we already done this before?" And they go, "Oh, look, it's cute and furry." <laughs> and it does one little eye gives the little, Nyeh, and we realize, "Oh, it's really the creature." Yes. yes. We've have we seen this yeah. before? In a cat? Uh, looper? Was Alien? Was it looper? aliens? Oh, uh, Midnight Special. Something with an, an gravity. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's eye went all cookie at the end, right? I think it's Predator versus Midnight no, Special. <laughs> I just watched Midnight Special. <clears throat> Great movie, right? I've seen it. Yeah, very interesting. That guy's all about the metaphor. Jeff Nichols. Yeah. Great director. Yeah. And Michael Shannon. What's the? Oh, he loves his Michael I know, Shannon. He's in every yeah. one of his movies. He's fantastic. What's the the uh, shotgun stories? No, that's not right. The sto- history of a, the gun. The history of a way of the gun. The way. Nah. Uh, the first Jeff Nichols movie? Oh, that's going back before uh, the one I can remember. Pre-Shelter? So yeah, no. The Take Shelter was the first time Take I, think I heard of him. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I don't know what's before that. Shotgun Stories sounds right, though. Sound I never right? saw it. Yeah, I never saw it either. Yeah. We, well, we have our homework. About, there was one about a gun that changed hands, right? And you followed the gun. Is that oh, the one you're talking about? Oh, maybe. Is that the one? Yeah, I think that's the there one. There is one like that. I don't know if that's Jeff Nichols. Is that Jeff we Nichols? We need to get some know. more Jeff Nichols in our lives. That's what I'm taking away from her critique of life. Yeah. And it is not Way of the Gun. No. Chips, chips, you don't care? You care? You don't care? Um, at first I cared, and because it sort of looks like Dak Shepard watched 21 Jump Street <laughs> and decided I can do that too. He's into his body, man. He's yeah. naked practically the whole trailer. I think yeah. he's I think he'd also, been working out and he's all about it now. Yeah, he's all about the body. He likes to remind us constantly that he's married to Kristen Bell. That seems to be yeah, like the Yeah, she's like the Leslie like the Mann thrust. of uh, oh, Dak Shepard. No one needs that. She's like the th- that's like the thrust of their relationship. We must remind people at all times. <laughs> I should like him married. less if that's the case. If I was putting that Kristen yeah. Bell on my face. And they have I'm like, married to her. You're not. No. They have like a whole series of commercials where they go through relationship stuff, right? And it's like a 28-part, 15-minute commercial apiece, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, yeah. I don't even know what that's for, but I'm yeah. just like, why am I involved in their life so much? Yeah. That's kind of right. That. Michael Pena from oh the guy from American Hustle World Trade Center end of watch and Dax Shepard the guy from the commercial yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he came on the yeah. scene and punked right that was his whole thing I think and Parenthood the the uh, yeah, the, TV the Peter Krause oh. one yeah. TV show Parenthood. oh the TV show oh. Lauren Graham yeah yeah not yeah. the Parenthood with Robert Townsend all right no or Parenthood with Steve he's Martin. also right. he's also I like money he's also that guy Idiocracy yeah 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 oh, yeah. oh yeah. he is you're I right. think that was his first. And then I can't remember what movie he started doing sit-ups in and got all <laughs> hunky. But there was a movie <laughs> where, is he that was, where he was doing sit-ups. No, where like he unveiled himself as as being in shape. Now, what movie was that? Mm. All right, well, let's we'll think on that. <laughs> uh, we, we, I, I don't you know what? I had to feel I don't know that. Like I don't know Jeff Nichols' first film, but I'm probably not going to find that out. <laughs> like I'm going to find out what Jeff Nichols' no. first movie was. No. <laughs> But um, what is your favorite movie of all time? We ask everyone who comes on the show. I'm really torn. I've been thinking about this for 
what, 12 hours. Um, <laughs> I'm really torn because I have, I have categories, right? You know, we have categories. You have categories. I have a classic favorite. I have a contemporary favorite. And one you can watch all the time. One right? I can watch all the time. And every if time you're... I watch it, I find something. I discover something new. Um, so my favorite classic film is Casablanca. Oh, that's Stoney's. That's mine. Last time he was here, he said the same thing. We've come together. Yes, we're back together. And we're gonna go. Now. We're gonna go see Michael Pena's band together. <laughs> He's very funny in uh, American Hustle. He's very funny. He's, He's very funny. Yeah, I believe it. And uh, my contemporary favorite is The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Both those movies. Both of you guys can go out now. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bart. Yeah. Well, Adam's a BFF. BFF. Yes. And, Mark and, it zero. Mark it eight, dude. <laughs> Mark it zero. And and what? Am I the only one that lives by rules? About the rules, eight-year-olds, dude. Eight-year-olds. Have Eight you ever noticed uh, his his bulge when he's walking up to the house no. when he's knocking on the door? See, no. yes. No. Look at look at John Turturro as he's coming up the the sidewalk yeah. to knock on the door. He's got a huge bulge in these tight pants. I'm like what? Is <laughs> to to let everyone know he's a sex offender. Here's what I love about <laughs> the scenes with Donnie and Walter and the dude. The scenes with Donnie and the Walter and the dude are unlike anything else in the entire film in that they are a series of scenes from uh, Beckett plays. <laughs> <laughs> Three characters talking. There's hardly any listening at all. <laughs> and they, there's repetition. There's loops. There's no listening. Mm. There's lack of connection. And it's that every single, that rhythm that every <laughs> single time. It's a little Beckett play tucked inside of. Yeah, that the screenplay. That rhythm is unbeatable. The, it's unbeatable. The, the, the three, and according half. to Jeff Bridges, every single little, uh, uh, everything is in the script. This every is what little, I hear. Yeah. This, this is what I hear. That the, the Coen brothers, they write their draft. That is what is being shot. And yeah. uh, who oh, well, it was Jeff Bridges' first time working with the Coens, but it was not John Goodman or uh, uh, Steve Buscemi's. Right. And so he, after the first day of shooting, second day of shooting, I guess, what do they call revision pages? Blue pages or red pages? Well, they change color every day, right? Yeah, so exactly. Like the third, fourth, fifth so, color. Yeah, yeah. Or you'll get up to 12 right? different Stunning? colors. In, in You've a, worked on movies before. No. <laughs> That's well, there's not, white that's not, pages. Anyway. That's not how it works. Drafts come in different pages. <laughs> but, he, but anyway, Drafts. he goes, where's the blue pages? Just, you know, whatever. And he goes, no, there's not going to be any revisions. This is, mm-hmm. this right. is the, you're not getting any new pages every day. Yeah, this is it. yeah I've heard that there's no that's improvisation. Right. <laughs> Drafts. Yeah, drafts. What, Drafts. what was I saying? You get them every day. No, just whenever there's an, uh, whenever there's there's an update, yeah, yeah. you get yeah, a you different get color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow, yeah. So you Golden, might have goldenrod. Golden Rod. Periwinkle. Great name for a porn star. Sunflower. That was my dancer name in college. <laughs> Did you just say sunflower? Goldenrod, sunflower, cornflower, cornflower uh, yellow. Periwinkle. Periwinkle. Can, I get, the, can I get that in cornflower blue? Cornflower blue. No, but every time there's a new revision, it's a different color. That is correct. Okay, mm. so I was right, too. But on Coen Brothers movies, the pages stay white. Are all white. <laughs> all right. ah, the same. That's the point. We're, this is the same page six as, yester- as of yesterday. Yeah. From okay. yesterday. Exactly. Now, this show will air, uh, this will go live on Thursday. Friday <gasps> is a big uh, jam for you, right? This thing I want to. It's Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. Saturday. Okay, great. Yeah. There'll be more the time for people to hear it and maybe last... come out. I'm sorry. I'm totally practicing bad improviser behavior and I'm talking while you're talking. No, that's right. I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> Forgive yes, me. Yes, and you are. <laughs> yes, and I was <laughs> failing. Uh, every The last Saturday of every month at the Fourth Wall Theater, 11674 Burbank Boulevard in beautiful North Hollywood. Right at right at the uh, 170 off ramp uh, is the Improv Jam with Amy Seeley for okay. five bucks. All are welcome to come and improvise. Is that right by the police station? 
Yeah. Okay. I don't Real safe. Yeah. I don't know why I know that's where that yeah. is. I'm just saying. I've seen it's it. Right, There's it's, an ATM there I use. It's right next to the bartending school. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I can't, well, I can't place yeah. that. I can't place that. Colfax and Burbank yeah. Boulevard. Stoney, you should go to this. Yeah. You pay $5. You pay and $5. And then it's an open stage of sorts yeah. as people run through yeah. games who are doing yeah. improv. I should yeah. do that. And it's a. Uh, please. Please. For $5, Stoney, you can are go there, and tell these people to their face what you yeah. think about it. Are, are there cops? <laughs> there are cops nearby. <laughs> They're yeah. nearby. So that's true. No, you not come being safe. Like I can come yeah. dressed like a cop. I'm not worried about my safety. There's a Bart's tending school nearby, so Bart can come. There we go. We have Jack. You and I, baby. All are welcome. No oh, jerks, well. no fascists. Those are the only oh, shit that I have. But Stony, you can be there. Oh, you can come you. and jam. Thank you. You're just a fascist in your house. You can once you leave. <laughs> I'm pretty good when I get outside. <laughs> but I look good in black. Let me just say, and that's every month. So that's the last Saturday going of every forward, month. Go check that out. Last Saturday of every month. If you've never done it before, uh, and a lot of good people show up from your classes, so you, you, if you've never yeah. done it, you'll get put in with people who will yeah. support and love your ideas, and uh, it'll be a big love fest. And it's a non-competitive, supportive environment, ego-free. I yeah. promise. And I'm the 400-pound gorilla in the room that makes sure that everyone's nice to each other and everyone's being. I love how a woman decides to knock 400 pounds off that gorilla. <laughs> it's always an 800-pound gorilla. <laughs> Why? It is. It's just the phrase. Traditionally, eight hundred pound girl. Traditionally, it's eight hundred pounds. I want her to be four hundred pounds. I know. I just write four hundred on your headshot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not on your online, yeah. you know, profile. Listen, I'm only a four hundred pound gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> and that just seems like and I love subconscious that, thing. The guys can't not let that go by. I was they just going to say I didn't know what exact poundage the gorilla was either, right. so it didn't bother think, me that you said four hundred. Heavy is large, enough. Just so you know, large gorilla. I'm the gorilla in the room. Yeah. If you're going to go, if you're going to yeah. put in, um, you know, yeah. you know what? I think I'm the, the perfect hang on, gorilla in the room. Bart. I just want to point out this is exactly what she would be there to do: is to keep yeah. people like you. <laughs> Right. For making people like me uncomfortable. Bart tending. <laughs> Bart. Oh, there needs, needs to be a Bart tending. He needs tender, tender Bart tending. Right. Well, I'm, I took a lot of notes tonight, so thanks, guys. <laughs> so, the hell with... Okay, what is it again? The hell with... All right, let's wrap up the show with Karen's birthdays. Karen's look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. Ah, this is a very special birthday week because it's the last birthday week because we won't be doing the birthdays on the new show. So we're going to go out on the last movie show cast birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Stoney Westmoreland. Oh, thank you very much. Part of the reason you're here tonight is because he's one of the friends of the show, a working actor, and a celebrity birthday that we can harass in person. Yes. <laughs> all right, so Stoney, as we all know, I'm not going to tell you his real age, 36. 47. <laughs> That's Me not too. bad. That's not bad at all. 47. Congratulations. 69? All right, uh, it's getting very personal all Hike. of a sudden. He can play anywhere from Officer Saxton to... Officer Saxton. <laughs> yes, that's right. If you're a big fan of Better Call Saul like I am, you get all excited when you see Officer Saxton on the case again. Matter of fact, he's coming in playing the same character he played in Breaking Bad. Ooh, that's right. That is very exciting. Super I, cool. I honestly got super psyched. I was at home, I was watching the show, and I was like, I know that guy! And I got all happy because I love Better Call Saul. And I just wanted to ask, is that because you did such a good job on Breaking Bad? Uh, what do you think happened there? Uh, it is actually part of that. Very is that cool. They, they enjoyed us, and uh, I ran into 
Uh, I was playing at a celebrity poker tournament thing with uh, one of the guys. I'm going to blank on his name right now, but big producer on the show. Came back over to viewers, you know, blah, 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 all that. <laughs> and how much they love. They're trying to place all these little Easter eggs throughout. Yeah, they and totally they thought are. that And they thought they would be obscure enough. Yep, it was great. But a, but a reward enough, if you watched. They call, I don't think I've seen you guys since then, but I've lost some weight. And they called me. I was, I'd lost even more. I put some back on. But they called me, and they, they found out I was skinny. And they said, oh, God, how skinny is he? Oh, no. And, and I said, well, I've lost about 30. 400-pound gorilla. 400 pounds is what I've <laughs> lost. Oh, exactly. And, and they said, take a picture of yourself right now and, oh. and, and send it to me right now. You know, when I do that, I never get the picture anyway. When I tell people, take a picture of yourself right now and send it to me. <laughs> well, let me get dressed. Uh, I did pull over, and I took the picture. I go, oh, you're fine. And it was oh. fine. Are I you would... an actual Easter egg? I am an Easter egg. <laughs> he is. He so I'm, cool. I'm, I'm a Fabergé egg, baby. Yeah, you have, while you so watch cool. the show, you have to up click, down click, right, right two times, and then he pops up. So. Bing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now, Mr. Stoney, as we learned in the show, is a Mac Daddy, apparently, playing the father in Andy Mac. Yes. Which is come? It's out right now. You can see a couple episodes. But you're on this show quite a bit, right? You're not a series regular, but you're. I did eight out of thirteen. That's fantastic! Congratulations. This is a big deal for anyone who ever wants to know a friend who's a working actor, because that's a huge deal to actually do more than just a one-off. And I think we got ordered up for twenty-three more. And oh, that's awesome! Woo! Congratulations. I'm, I'm hoping to do a bunch of those. I right. fantastic. And they, I don't think they can kill me off. I mean, they could send me to China, like, oh, dad's on business in China oh, right. again. <laughs> <laughs> and I only say China because my whole family's Chinese, right? Oh, well, perfect. Yes. Do you have to learn Chinese for the show? Oh, God, I wish I could say no in Chinese. Mm, <laughs> so that's a no. That's a no. no. <laughs> um, I also, do, I don't know how about you, gentlemen, but I love Stoney's work in Huge, which was, I believe, uh, on ABC? ABC Family. ABC Family, and he played the love interest. It's very sexy. He got to make out with this hot chick. And it was about uh, a fat camp, I believe. Fat camp for kids? Yeah. Gina uh, Torres, right? Gina oh, yes. I, got to, I got to kiss Gina Torres, who's married to Lawrence Fishburne. I don't know if you guys oh, know this. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, but I go nice. see, I go, Lawrence Fishburne's in town doing uh, Thurgood uh, at the Geffen here in Los Angeles. And we all go, a bunch of us go. And, I, I, you know, if you're involved with somebody, you spend time with each other, you end up kind of having an... I mean, you spend a lot of time together, right? So I, I'm like, can I get you a drink to Gina? And I'm taking care of her like we're on a date. We're, we're clearly not on a date. And, and I, said, I said to her at one point, I said, do you, do you have any idea how awkward it is to be flirting with you in front of Lauren, you know, your husband? And she goes, do you have any idea how awkward it is for me to be flirting with you? And he's little, thank God. Uh, but that was really, it was very, one of those moments where you're like, I don't know how to be in these kind of places. I, I can't believe he's... Short. Low camera angles. I think that's a secret. Oh, all right. So, Bart, you have that look to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. They can make it look like all sorts of hair. Mm. (laughs) Low camera angles. Actually, if I'm shot low, I look even balder because my hairline just keeps going back and back. (laughs) They never never see it. They never know where it starts. Now, Stoney, one day I was watching War Dogs, of all things, and I had to pause the movie, take a picture, send it to my husband, Paul Preston, and I said, "Uh, what do you think this movie is? And Paul, no idea. Now, tell me, something was cut out of something. My guess is you had lines at one point. Yeah, I had two great, I had oh, two great scenes, and then, yeah. uh, and then, uh, Todd uh, Phillips, Phillips, thank you, wrote another scene for me uh, as the ending. I was the button on the film. Oh. And then they get in, they go, we don't need any of this shit. So <laughs> they got rid of me completely. The cool thing they did, though, uh, the producer 
emailed me the night before it opened and said, hey, we just want you to know oh, all your stuff nice. landed out on, landed up on the ground. It may have been the week before. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get to go, hey, my mom's going to go see it. My fan- Everybody go look at me. And I, I didn't do any of that. So it was, it was originally called Arms and Dudes when I did it. Um, <laughs> That's a but, very but the, underrated and good movie. But the, yeah. gold, right. but the Goldenrod pages came in with a new title. <laughs> ah. but, but I knew there was something that had been cut because you're also there with Wallace Lang. Right? Yes. Yeah, and he's Wallace in a Nine. big scene. So yes. that's, yeah. And I love Wallace Lang because we won me $35 uh, s- on a game show. And I will. S- oh, that's right. Yeah. Did he? Mm-hmm. He did. <laughs> but not as much as Josh Molina. But they're both high caliber guys in my book. <laughs> 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 I, I was going to just say, uh, uh, you're going to help me out with the names because I've forgotten everybody's name now. Uh, not Jonah Hill, but... Um, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Let me tell you this. Miles Teller, he's really good. Oh, I mean, he's, yeah. Did he bleed for this? I, I did not. He's great in that. I, let me just say this. From the time I saw him in... Not to uh, mention Whiplash. Whatever that summer movie. Stolen? No, not Stolen Summer. Uh, That's a Pete Jones' movie. So, uh, uh, Kings, Kings, of Kings of Summer. Holy cow. No, he's not in Kings of Summer no, either. Short Term 12. No. No. No, he's in the movie where he's an alcoholic. Bad teacher. No, no. <laughs> Paul's he's, rain manning out over there. He's leading it and talking. I can't remember. I think he was in. I think he was in. I think he was in the guy who did Midnight Special's first movie that no one can think of. Second story, stories are second. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The first thing I saw him in, he blew my mind, and he is so good in everything I've seen him in. And then to step on to to do scenes with him and to really be in, he's, I mean, he's really good. He, that kid's got a future. Ah, you've got a good eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend Bleed for this because just when you think uh, another boxing movie, you, by halfway through you'll be going, oh, sweet, another boxing movie. <laughs> All right, it's so great. I, this is kind of fun. I went to the IMDb for Mr. Stony Westmoreland because why wouldn't you go see what he's saying about himself? And Can we do, can we do over-under on how many are called officer? <laughs> There's a sergeant or two in there. (laughs) Listen to this. Detective. This is kind of fun. This is a right off of IMDb, a list of Stoney's credits. Bones. CSI Miami. Supernatural. Sweetener. World Train Center. Now, one of those has been directed by Paul Preston. That's that's right. (laughs) Sweetener right in there in the mix. That's right in the middle there. Short film. I was reading it going, oh my God, CSI Miami, this is my Supernatural. I've heard of that. Uh, Sweetener. I've heard of that too. <laughs> also, that a, also that I it. believe Sweetener was shot by the, uh, one of the photographers was the guy who shot Ron Babcock's uh, commercial as well. Weird. Uh, Everybody's true. worked with this guy. It's insane. Karen, I have a question since yes. we're going over is his credits. Yes. Was it arms and dudes or in dudes? Because that's a movie was... I see you being really <laughs> I, I, did I, I don't know if I ever told you. My of... favorite movie that I think I ever saw while I was in New York before it was cleaned up was Long Day's Journey into Chuck. <laughs> um, it's just artistic enough. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> well, Stoney, thank you for being here. Happy birthday to you. And now you can help us to wish another happy birthday to someone in the studio, Mr. Paul Preston. Hey. Yay. Uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow is his birthday. Tomorrow. I am not 47. Any longer. <laughs> None of that is true. So no, close. So close. Everything is wrong. So close. Everything you're that's doing true. is bad. You're, okay. Anyway, Paul, Paul, oddly enough, so Stoney plays a lot of police officers, and Paul isn't quite, he doesn't have the same training that Stoney does in the law enforcement community. He plays bodyguards, which is hysterical to me. Both men in uniform, but one actually has a badge. 
Right. It, mm-hmm. it, I, and a gun. I gotta say, I gotta say, it is a it is a pure pleasure to know that this many have from this many friends that are actors that do show up on TV, because. You don't know when you're going to run into a Stony sighting. It is funny because you go, "Holy! Sh- oh my God, it's Stony!" Yeah. But Paul was on uh, Speechless, I, uh, or was it which? I don't know. General yeah. Hospital. The, the, the Cooper the, Barrett. The Cooper Barrett one. Cooper, that's right. Yeah. Okay, it's Cooper Barrett. Where you're at the bar, right? Yeah. And it's funny because you posted a picture months earlier when when, it, when you shot it or something like that, and I'm just naturally watching that with a friend of mine, and you're in the background. And it's like, hey, hey, wait, hey, wait. <laughs> Is that Paul? And then it cuts away, and a couple other things happen. And you go, uh, maybe it's not Paul. And then cut to it's Paul. It's, it's, it's Paul. <laughs> My friend's on TV. My friend's on TV. I had uh, a scene. I'm on. I'm at the bar, and they, they're the whole thing is they they do a lot of it. It's not a cone set. They did a lot of improvising. Cooper Barrett's <laughs> yeah, guy to yeah, surviving yeah. life. So they're and one of them's a comedian. So he just had a different line for every time they did a take about who that guy was at the bar, and it's me. And one of the times. He said, "Oh, who's that Ray Liotta looking dude over at the bar?" <laughs> now I don't. I get Ray Liotta all the time, and I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't think I look like Ray Liotta. I'm not even Italian. It did, but that's the t- the one they kept. That's the one they went. He tried seven, eight different lines. That Ray Liotta looking dude. I'm like, I don't get it. But I, I, I just want to be on record saying that if you had to choose to see who was going to protect you, mm-hmm, either mm-hmm. me or him, I know I would take him because he's rageful. <laughs> he, he has rage so much fault. rage, so much rage. He's so got a lot of rage. It's all pent up. It's all pent up. That's what I mean. If you pull the yeah. plug on that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, I'd hire Bart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He lets it out all the time. I'm talking oh, it's pent oh, up I rage. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. I see. All right, now let's just go through, let's go through this here. Now, Paul, you have made eight appearances as Sonny's bodyguard on General <laughs> Hospital. You have been to Port Charles. I, many a time. Many times. Oh! Listen, Sonny just keeps getting in trouble, so he needs to have protection. So I show up. Yeah. Paul also showed up in No Ordinary Family and Project sure. Viper, which he got to shoot a gun, I believe. And acting alongside uh, the likes of Patrick Muldoon and Teresa Russell. I think he Tim was, Thomerson was in there too, but I didn't see him. Clever girl. Now, on your IMDb, it says Instant Mom, but I don't remember what you did on Instant Mom. I was, a, I was a bodyguard. Oh, gee. <laughs> I was a bodyguard for whoever that Australian young kid is. So, so you don't regret buying that black leather jacket in 1993, right? <laughs> and watching that movie. I had to. The hardest part was watching that movie over and over and over again. And uh, right now, this is kind of fun. Paul has been winning all sorts of uh, independent movie awards for this film that he helped to do the. Uh, you did the videography for it. What? I co-produced, co-wrote, and uh, shot it. Yeah. It's called Oh the Effing Horror. And every time we look at Facebook, he's won another award. I still haven't seen it, yeah. so I'm not sure. The other well, producer, why that is? The other producer got deeper pockets than me, so yeah. he keeps submitting it to Fest. I would have well, run wait, out of wait, money. Wait, wait, by why I you still seen haven't it? seen it. I don't know. I think there's titties in it. I think that's why I haven't seen it yet. That's true. Well, there's two different it. cuts. With the I which, knew it. See, he didn't even say that. I just assumed there was titties in it. Because he had to video, he had to light those titties, and well, I still haven't seen I, it. Okay, I'm not. A lot of, a lot of campfire. Light. I'm just going to, I'm not going to say any, I'm just not going to, wow. Okay. I'm, I know. I said, hey, should I see that? And he's like, no. Titties. Um, he was an editor on Punk Payback Stony. and Foodie Call. Send me the link, Paul. Send me the link. With our friend, the great Mike Nichols, a uh, friend of the show. And he also starred in Mike Nichols' award winning internet short series, Two Guys Drinking at a Bar, with the great Kevin Farley. True. Mm. 
That is the definition of a short series. Now, that's all Each the film and like TV work. I'm going to tell you about some stuff he doesn't want you to know. He starred in almost every role that was male lead in Tony and Tina's Wedding in Chicago. He played John Dunn at the Pocono Renaissance Festival, a bad guy in The Witch of Blackbird Pond, and the ringmaster in the Center Ring Circus, and True. also was in the cast of The Sunday Show at the Second City, which we all hate. All Apparently, right. The Jesus Christ. <laughs> And he walked into, evil, this, evil I walked into this machine here. You guys are all corporate stooges. <laughs> and, and talking about corporate, if you want to see Paul in a town near you, you can see him at car shows being a spokesmodel for GMC Trucks. That's true. Give spokesmodel. I never thought I'd know. Give but, us some of the banter. But I think you speak, not just a model. Mm-hmm. You speak. No, I get on He's mic. spokesmodel. Oh, excuse me. Speaking mm-hmm. model. And I say Very things nice. like, hey, everybody, model. thanks for coming out to the Detroit Auto Show. My name is Paul. <laughs> and today we're talking all about the 2016 Sierra truck, the most premium midsize truck in all the land. Oh, and my all God. Right. All right, all right. Born to do this. All right. Born to do this. I believe also, everything you just said. <laughs> also, I believe eight seasons of the movie, guys. That's and, true. And a lot of movie guys. Our Adam's going to take over for a little bit. Oh, yeah. and we're going to have a little uh, Paul Preston birthday extravaganza. Me, There's music play. I can cut out any traveling. There right. needs there to be. Okay. I, I have gifts. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so some of these are for... Okay, some of these are for Paul. Here, Paul, open this one up first. I found these in Chicago. There's a movie pinup uh, uh, thing from uh, the 70s, as, as I see... On the front of it has Jaws. I believe it, you can open that up. And, so it no, could be Jaws, it but could it could be, be anything. It's could, Topps could be, brand. Could be Jaws. That's right. Yeah. And so I went to the store in Chicago, and they have all these old movie cards. Ooh. And I'm going to pass them around so we can share our favorite moments from pop culture. Karen, would you like the Ghostbusters 2 one to open? Yes, thank you. <laughs> sure, we should open these? Oh, my God, there's yes, still gum that. in it. There's still gum in it, and uh, uh, a dollar to anybody who chews that. I'll, I'll chew it. That. You kidding me? I need a dollar. Okay, so so we're going to divide these up. Uh, I think Bart. Here's, here's oh. the gum. Found the gum. Bart Magnum oh, P.I. Oh, yes, you. thank you. The, they were out of the Amy, Rockford Files version. Like here? Are those doggies? Well, that's Bingo, uh, the, is the that, movie. Is that the Rocketeer? Uh, uh, Rocketeer, would you like the Rocketeer? May I? Guess. Okay, Tony gets the Rocketeer. Take a guess what my giant movie pinup is. Indiana Jones. No. Travolta. No. I'll give you a hint. Oh, Brooke the Shields. Blue Lagoon. <laughs> and a Blue Lagoon. All right. Let me oh, just say. my God. Is it ah! Blue Lagoon? All right. I, I'm going to. Ah! Oh, that's incredible. I'm talking about titties. I'd never, I'd never, I didn't know what a period was before I saw this movie. Paul, you oh, also yes. have Return of the Jedi trading cards. Here you go. Ooh, sweet. Uh, no. Amy has opened the T2 trading cards. Nice. And you and I are going to split Bingo. There she goes. Bingo the dog. That's for Karen. And I'll open the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. From the director of Greece, Randall Kleiser brings you a sc- <laughs> brings to the screen a sensual story of natural love. Two children shipwrecked alone on a tropical island. Nature is kind. They thrive on the bounty of jungle and lagoon. And each other. The boy grows tall, the girl beautiful. When mm. their love happens, it is as natural as the sea mm. and gum. as powerful. Oh, I I, love it. G- keep reading, Paul. I'm just going to eat my gum. <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who was the boy? What's his name? <laughs> That, uh, who is that? Christopher Atkins. Oh, yes. very good pull. Christopher Atkins. Yeah. And when I say pull, I just say I spent a lot of time watching that movie. If anybody would like to read off the caption of their pop culture cards. Look at sure. You've got Bart has no, I got share. the I got the best Magnum PI. Uh, <laughs> Action. I, I, my, my my guess is that not everyone was on board uh, with taking these publicity photos because most of them look like. They were snuck up on during shooting, <laughs> like in between sni- in between takes. Uh, 
Here's Magnum just taking a nap. He's sleeping. He doesn't know he's being photoed. That's creepy. And what was what was his little French? What was his French buddy's name? What was his his uh his butler? Butler's name. British butler. John Hillerman. John. Okay. John. Here's John Hillerman on his way to craft services for lunch, and they're like, "Hey, John, look over here." Can you see him on my way to lunch? Yeah. Hey, John, can we get a photo? No. Magnum sleeps. <laughs> you know, I learned something today. Flight of the Navigator director Randall Kleiser directed Blue Lagoon. Oh, and I already swallowed miracle. my gum. Anybody else? Let me, yeah. let me ask I you, spit mine out. Let me ask you, why would you do cards of the Rocketeer and not put in Jennifer Connelly? What? Uh, I, I expect the Jennifer only reason. Connelly. Only reason I chose these damn cards was for Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> you I mean the Jennifer... two reasons you chose that? Titties. Bang, boom. I want Jennifer Connelly oh, in my yeah. Return of the Jedi cards. Not anymore. I just want Jennifer Connelly. Not Did you anymore. not get uh, who's the, the the Bond that was the villain? Yeah, that, I got uh, uh, Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, I did get a Carrie Fisher sticker. Nice. Oh, Princess Leia. God Full bless. on Return of the God Jedi. Bless. I mean, I got no prime. gum. I got. I'm sans I gum. Any, I didn't get any gum. You, didn't have, get any gum. you no, can have T, some. T two had no gum. What no. what T uh, two cards did you get? I see the Fireball two one thousand there. Fiery Escape. These are just actual excerpts from the script. From the shooting script. Terminator sweeps John Connor off his bike into a small tunnel. Unable to get through, it instantly explodes into a wall of flame. See? And then... That's pretty good. In I, case I, you didn't know, that is what happened in know. T-1000. I, I got any, Ernie Sabella. Ernie Sabella? Oh! Yeah. From, of Pumbaa and Timon fame? That is the one. Oh. Uh, if you're wondering who the uh, clarinet player is in the Jabba the Hutt's band, it's Droopy McCool. <laughs> So says the card. Uh, in my card for Bingo, he's been pulled over by the chips. Oh my God, he has. Oh no! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. so thematic. Oh, no. wait, he has wait. been pulled over by chips because they thought he had been drinking. Is that they give him a sobriety NGO? test? NGO. I think it's yeah. NGO. Oh. And so there's a picture of him walking the white line in a sobriety test. Bingo! Will you ever learn? Uh, he does not. <laughs> I don't know what Bingo uh, is. I would say he's a rascal. He is a rascal. Mm-hmm. Rascal. And it's got the chick from uh, Laverne and Shirley. Cindy Williams. Yeah, nice oh. you had two choices, nice. and you chose right. Hey. You chose wisely. All right, well, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true, Amy. This is going to happen to you. It's always already been happening to Stoney a lot because he's been on the show four okay. times now. But as soon as you leave this uh, studio, people are going to come up to you on the street. They're probably going to rush you right here on the sidewalk as you walk out to your car this evening, and they're going to say, "Hey, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe." And the first thing you're going to tell her, yeah. tell everybody, is that she loves when her body is guarded. What? Well, I will guard that By body. Paul, which is, thank which is, you. Which is why she married Paul. That's and secondly, right. <laughs> Karen Volpe loves when celebrities sing. I do, and we're all in for quite a treat because being that I have two celebrities here tonight, oh, I'm going to have them sing to us live on the show. Paul Preston, can you start up that music for us? Uh-oh. Hold sure on. thing. Do I need reading glasses? You might need your reading glasses. What is happening? Oh, here we go. <laughs> you and me. Oh, yeah. Stoney. Here we go. Ebony ah! and Ivory. Wait, I don't get to say it. Together in perfect <laughs> harmony. Side by side on my piano. <laughs> Keyboard. Oh, Lord. Why can we? Take the high notes, girls. You can't just enjoy it for itself, Amy? Come on. I can enjoy it. <laughs> we all know. That people are the same Uh-oh. wherever you go. You're gonna 
sing this with me. There is good, bad, ooh, in everyone. I need help. And we learn to live. Do your best we learn to give each other what we need to survive. Together, Everybody and Ivory live together in perfect harmony. harmony. <laughs> side by side on my piano keyboard. Wraps into the showcast, everybody. Together with the movie guys, individually we are terrible. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, all that nonsense for daily jokes and links. Especially follow us now because you can follow all the progress as we put together our next show. Again, the week of April 10th, the big video show. Can I we'll be back to YouTube. Can I just say I yes. can't wait for that show? It's gonna be good. It's uh you're welcome to come on as a guest. We're shooting oh, high. Really? We'll have guests again. Don't be, you know, we'll still have guests. We'll still have all our crazy segments. Uh, and you know, we're gonna do a half hour show every week, and then we're gonna have tons of extra content. So there'll still be loads of stuff, some old uh, throwback Thursday videos and all that kind of stuff. So look for the new show of the week, April 10th. Uh, watch your social media. Oh, and let's get some go. plugs. Stony Westmoreland, April 7th. Oh, April 7th. Andy, uh, Andy Mack. And uh, Amy, what do you think? What, what should people be following? AmyComedy.com? AmyComedy.com, Celian Ross on Facebook and YouTube, Trixie Space Cop and her space villain boyfriend. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Now this, on the internet. I'm going to this Friday thing. Saturday. 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 I said Friday. That's my fan. Oh, jeez. Just like me to show up a day <laughs> early. No one got me a bio Very either. Exciting. Gee, yeah, bios Challenge. would be nice. <laughs> uh, and forget, don't forget, next two weeks we'll have best ofs. Uh, and then we'll be back with the new show in April. Thanks Thank for watching. You. And Thank you. Can I can I button the show, Paul? Because I do have the best card of all of them, and that is, and I think everyone will agree, Ninja Gerbil. Aww. Oh, it's pretty good. What movie is that? Ninja Turtles. Ninja Ninja oh, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Gerbil. It's pretty good. Ivory. We owe everything to Pat Peach. Thank you, Steve Schultz. 